Welcome back to the Bracketologist podcast. I am your host, Ben Walnick, here at Let It Fly Media. This podcast sponsored by Let It Fly Media. Pleased to bring in Taylor Hemnis. He is the morning anchor at 41 Action News here in Kansas City. And we're going to be talking about Star Wars today. Specifically, we're going to be talking about all of the live-action Star Wars. Uh, We're leaving out the uh, animated movies and TV shows and focusing just on any of the movies that actually had human beings in them and were not animated. Um, Taylor has seen everything that's on this list, including some of the animated shows and movies that aren't on this list. Uh, He hasn't quite read all of the books, not really on book level, but uh, his children own lightsabers. Mm -hmm. He had one of his children as Darth Vader at Halloween last year, and I think that qualifies him to be on this podcast. Taylor, how are you doing? Technically, I bought all the lightsabers, so I guess I own the lightsabers, but they're, they're... they're not my size. They're they're child size lightsabers. I do want one of the adult size ones though. For sure, they're one expensive. Of the, one of those though. glass two hundred dollar ones. Yeah, hundred percent. We need one of those uh, mounted here in the office for sure. Several things I need to say going into this. One, I've been awake for a little over ten hours as we set to record this uh, at twelve forty eight. Uh, so anything that happens that may be related to what I say that doesn't make a lot of sense, I'm I'm leaning back on that. Uh, two, I'm. I expressed to this this to you via via text. I'm very angry that you came up with the idea for this podcast because I think it's genius. Oh, I think you. it's a fantastic idea for a podcast, both in uh, ability to manufacture content on a regular basis because I know you've got a list of dozens of these things that you can come up with, uh, and and talkability. I think it's a great great idea for a podcast. I'm excited to be on it. And the third thing, I'm really happy to be in the first ten episodes because I can still be on that first um, wave of people that think the actual bracket itself kind of stinks um, and be, it's, it's still, it's, it's, it's not going to be weird yet by, you know, by episode 50 of this, everyone will have said, well, I disagree with your rankings completely, but I disagree with your rankings completely going into this. And I'm still one of the first people to say that. Well, and I can tell you that I didn't make the rankings. Right. right. Rotten so, Tomatoes did. Yeah. You can fall back on that. So I went, I, I remember that you told me that I was like, okay, at least he has something there. That's not all his fault. Yeah. And you know, eventually I may say, you know, let's throw out Rotten Tomatoes and I'll kind of make some changes and I'll, yeah. I'll, I'll, I am the bracketologist. So maybe I'll customize the bracket a little bit. I will say that we are recording this at 12.48 a.m. because Taylor sleeps until 2 in the afternoon. Um, no, he is the morning anchor, so he has been up since, uh, what time did your alarm go off 2.35 is my a.m. Mm-hmm. is my first alarm, my first of several. That goes my up. alarm went off at 1.45 a.m., and that was a screaming child. Uh-huh. So That's a much more effective alarm because I can hit <laughs> snooze on mine. You cannot. No, not quite effective. No. Um, okay, so if you're just your first time listening because you saw Star Wars and felt like this was the first episode you have to listen to, how this works is uh, I made the bracket. Again, Rotten Tomatoes helped me a lot on this. Um, and it is Taylor's job to kind of argue his case. Ultimately, I am the judge, I am the jury, and I will select what advances. The one unique part of this bracket is all of these are movies except for we did include The Mandalorian from mm-hmm. Disney+. Plus. Uh, felt like it was current enough and enough content. Obviously, it's, it would be the longest amount of content yeah. since uh, there were eight episodes um, compared to everything else. Yeah, but I think if you put them all together, they're barely longer than one of the movies. <laughs> it's really it's <laughs> true. It's true. Um, so I, we'll talk a little bit deeper about that once we get to it. Uh, so we have 12 rankings here because yep. we have the 11 movies plus Mandalorian. So I'm going to quickly go through those rankings just to lead it off. So if you don't visually see the bracket that I'll post on social media, you at least can have it a little bit in your head on what these rankings look like. Again, Rotten Tomato score, 
purely is how we got these seeds. So our number one overall seed is no surprise, Empire Strikes Back. Our number two seed, which I do think will be a surprise, is Mandalorian, was very well received by the critics in the last year. Number three, The Force Awakens. Number four, A New Hope. Number five, The Last Jedi. Number six, Rogue One. Number seven, Return of the Jedi. Number eight, Revenge of the Sith. Number nine, Solo. Number 10, Attack of the Clones. Number 11, Phantom Menace. And number 12, the latest movie that we've seen, The Rise of Skywalker. So we will jump in here with our top four seeds all get a buy. That's how it works when you have 12 seeds. Yeah. So we'll start uh, from top left of the bracket to bottom right. We're going to start with our eight seed versus our nine seed. That is Revenge of the Sith. Number three, episode three versus Solo, one of the standalone movies that is uh, that happened in more recent years. Solo, a little bit of a troubled project. They switched directors in the middle of production. Um, a lot of people have varying thoughts on that. And then, of course, Revenge of the Sith, the prequels. Um, little bit interesting there as far as what people's opinions will be on that uh -huh. yep so i'll let you kind of lead off on this one what, what do you think about uh revenge of the sis verse solo um i i'll start by saying i don't i don't hate the prequels as much as many many star wars fans and actually let me let me start an even further layer of the onion back than that these are star wars movies and the people who take them the amount of serious that they take them seem to be on social media, I'll never fully understand. And I take them pretty seriously um, because I'm a big fan. But just and to use the example of the most recent one with Rise of Skywalker that came out, the the level of vitriol on social media about that movie, I just never fully got. Like, okay, you don't have to like it if you're a fan. I'm sorry that it has ruined 40-plus years of fandom for some of you and those of you that do have – cases of lightsabers around your house. Uh, and there's a buddy of mine that I did a story on last year before that movie came out that uh, I'm going to send a link to this podcast to him because he's he's one of those people that his basement is full of Star Wars things. Um, but he's also able to have a, a healthy attitude about this thing. If, if, if that like ruined your whole year last year when that movie came out and you didn't like it, I'm sorry. You're, you're probably going to disagree with a lot of what I have to say during this podcast because I, I liked it just fine. Uh, and I know that's not necessarily what we're talking about here. But so I say that to say I liked all the movies. There are parts of all the movies that I really thoroughly enjoy as a Star Wars fan and can find value in all of them. And it's, you know, I think this is a good time to point out that even the worst ranked rise of Skywalker on this list was still above 50% on Rotten Tomatoes. So yeah. still more than half the people enjoyed it. Yeah. Um, I think this is, you know, I didn't know we were going to do this in the first matchup, but it might be time to just kind of stand on your pedestal and talk about the prequels because it sounds like you like the prequels a little bit more than the average fan. I uh, um, I went through them getting ready for Rise of Skywalker. As, as I got ready to, to see Rise of Skywalker last year, I went uh, one through nine in order to, to watch them um, and was surprised along the way at, at some of it, uh, found and we'll, we'll talk more about this in the in later on in the bracket, found episode one to be really pretty dull uh, along the way and was surprised at how how bored I was by episode one. Um, but I am I am purely, not purely, but I, I put the the whole Skywalker bit pretty high on my the reason I enjoy Star Wars. So you'll find that with Solo and Rogue One and that kind of thing. The, the, the movies that don't involve, involve a lightsaber fight I'm going to value a little bit less because that's what I'm here for. I'm here for the force. I'm here for lightsabers. I'm not here for the space battle. We get lots of space movies. I want the I want the the war aspect of it a little bit, the mystical aspect of it, that kind of thing. Um, so uh, I enjoyed that that kind of 
modernized version of of that part of Star Wars because we never really got that in the original uh, trilogy. Even George Lucas talked about that, that, you know, when the first episode one came out, it was all Darth Maul and the double lightsaber and all that kind of thing. Uh, he said, we've never seen a, a Jedi in his prime. We've seen a kid that has learned in Luke Skywalker, a guy who's half dead in a robot suit in Vader, and an old man in Kenobi. That's all we've ever seen with, with a lightsaber. I wanted it to be fast and show what, what the Jedi were supposed to be like. He talked about that, Lucas did, when the movies came out. Um, so I, that part of it was I was I was there for all that, and I really enjoyed a lot of the, the the prequel trilogy, and and didn't like a lot of it, but we'll still sit and watch parts of it on YouTube on a regular basis. So your pick here is Revenge of the Sith over Solo. Yeah, mm-hmm. uh, and for, and I rewatched uh, during that time too. I rewatched Rogue One and Solo too, um, and and appreciated both of them more the second watch than I did in the theaters. Obviously, saw them both in the theaters because hello, I'm on this podcast, um, but. Didn't dislike them necessarily during the podcast, during the, when they came out in the, in the theaters, but liked them a lot more on second watch. Uh, Solo is is absolutely that too. Um, appreciated more for what it was, the story of this of this character. But I, I you know, I think a lot of it boils down to um, <laughs> there was as as to show my age a little bit. Um, for a long time, there was like, are you a Ben Affleck guy or a Matt, a- Matt Damon guy kind of thing? And you know, th- I think there's the same kind of thing of well, it's either Skywalker or, or Han Solo, like. People that were my age when they watched this coming up, you're either like, "That's my guy," on 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 solo, or no, I want the guy with the sword, and I'm fine with either of them. Like, that's that's you, man. I'm more of a Luke Skywalker guy, so okay. Han Solo never meant as much to me as a character. Love him, absolutely, but that was never what I needed necessarily. So I will I will take Revenge of the Sith, and again, we'll talk more about this on the other uh, prequels. I say that with a full hatred, <laughs> and I mean hatred for um, Hayden Christensen. Like, I can't stand his portrayal of Anakin Skywalker in any of these movies. He's whiny. He's, <laughs> like, my, my wife and I have this have this running joke, and I know this is not, I keep, I'm bouncing all over the bracket, but the second episode, Attack of the Clones, um, there's a scene where uh, he's with Padme, and she says, "You're not all powerful, Anakin." And he says, "Well, I should be." And he throws this thing across the room that he's in. Temper tantrum. It's exactly what it is. Yeah. And, and so, any like anytime I'm having a temper tantrum at home, she'll be like, "Anakin," you know, my wife, and she'll make these jokes. <laughs> or one like, of your kids, I, right? I'm like, well, I should be. You know, it's that. So I, I can't stand Hayden Christian in, in, in this movie. But the big thing with Ranger of the Sith that has one of the things that I will come back to on a regular basis on YouTube: the Yoda Emperor fight in Revenge of the Sith. While brief, it's it's, it's just minutes of the movie it's a yep. very because there's so much cgi and all that kind of thing involved with it, they couldn't play it out too much but i was there for that in the theaters i was so excited for that moment because both the yoda and yoda and the emperor are two of my favorite star wars characters so yeah. to see the two of them go at it i i love that part of the movie love and it. newsflash for all the young listeners yes we are both old enough that we saw the prequels in the theaters that's right mm-hmm. um yeah i think solo was entertaining it was fun i didn't love the the portrayal of Han Solo specifically. I thought some of the other characters actually ended up being more interesting. I agree. It was a fun watch, and I haven't seen it a second time, but I, I enjoyed it. I did see it in theaters. It's worth a second watch. It really yeah. is. It's um, I think Revenge of the Sith is just a little bit more important to all of this. Sure. I feel like the actual transformation of Anakin becoming Darth Vader, the final battle that he has with Obi-Wan, is, is some of the more interesting... Um, one of the more interesting scenes in the prequels. Yeah. And uh, uh, overall, I think far and away, it's the best of the three prequel movies. Um, so I will, uh, I'll be, I'm okay with Sith advancing there. I mean, 
Rotten Tomatoes has this as the the betting favorite, just yeah. barely, maybe yeah. maybe a minus one twenty. We're chalk like so that. far through the first one. Yeah. <clears throat> so let's uh, jump ahead to this is maybe the most interesting matchup, I think, in the entire bracket, at least here in the first round. Mm-hmm. The Last Jedi, which is Episode Eight, versus the Rise of Skywalker. Mm-hmm. Um, the Rise of Skywalker basically is scripted to erase the Last Jedi from existence. Yes. Um, they try to correct everything that happened in the Ryan Johnson created episode eight. Uh, they this is J.J. Abrams. He did Force Awakens, so he did seven and nine, yeah. and is basically trying to recover from eight ever happening. Was originally was not originally supposed to do nine. Someone right. else, was, Colin Trevorrow, was going to do nine. Yep. And they bumped him and brought back J.J. after eight came out. Yes. So um, I loved episode eight. I thought it was really cool because it was trying to do things just a little bit differently. Yeah. It was trying to create this. You don't have to have the name to be a Jedi or mm. to be able to control the Force. You can be anyone. They're saying Ray is a nobody. Yeah, um, you're a nobody, but you're still one of the most powerful people controlling the Force. Um, it's got one of my favorite scenes in that late trilogy, which is the throne room battle scene. Yeah, um, With her incredible. And Kylo Ren. Yeah, um, there's definitely moments of that that I felt were slow that I didn't love. Um, I didn't, you know, the I, I felt like a lot of the stuff with Luke training Ray w- fell a little short. Okay. Um, I also don't know how much I really loved the whole rebels trying to escape and then using light speed to cut through uh, okay. the enemy ship. I thought it was cool in the moment. Then the more I think about it, it's like, all right, are we breaking the rules a little bit too much here? Okay. Um, I did like the last battle scene with on the salt planet. I mm-hmm. thought that was pretty cool. Yep. Uh, I did not love the, uh, although I do love gambling, I did not love the casino planet sure. um, escape. Can't that that kind of mm. side plot. I can't believe I pulled up the name of it in my yeah, head. Yeah, that was impressive. That, That's <laughs> why you're on this podcast, because I'm, I'm just going to be very generic in how I explain things. Um, I I didn't hate Rise of Skywalker as much as a lot of people. Yeah. I was surprised, actually, when I saw this was the last seed out of the Rotten Tomato scores. I was, too, when I, whenever you sent me this. I was, too. I did have issues with it, though. Sure. Um, I did not love how they're like, Chewie's dead. Oh, just kidding. Um, I felt like that was, I didn't want Chewie to die either, but I felt like that really cheapened this moment where Ray was yeah. like, you know, Pal- Palpatine. Hey, I got I got a name uh, throughout there. Yeah, but like uh. her, her having this dark power that just, she has this uncontrollable power. Like I was like, that she was going to live with that for the rest of her life. And that was going to be like a character yep. breaking or building moment. Yep. And then all of a sudden, five minutes later, it's like, oh, Chewie's alive. Yep. Um, I just, I didn't love that we created her as a nobody and it was giving hope that anyone, you know, the kid at the end of Last Jedi that moves the broomstick. 100%. I, anybody can control the force. Yeah. And now all of a sudden, no, she she just, she's powerful because she has the name. Yeah. Um, for me, I enjoyed The Last Jedi more than Rise of Skywalker, so I would agree with the critics on here, but I'm interested to hear your take. I want to make clear that you and I have not talked about this at all before mm-hmm. we sat down. Yes. Uh, even as like casual fans and friends when the movie came out, like y- this was not a conversation you and I have ever had before. We talk about golf, right. sports, yeah. broadcast television. Not Star Wars. We have the same sports or we had the same agent yeah. for, for news. Yep. Uh, I'm not news anymore, but yep. when I did, uh, we don't talk about Star Wars. Um, so I think it's really interesting you say that because as you know, people hated The Last Jedi. Many people mm-hmm. hated The Last Jedi. I didn't love it when I saw it in the theater, okay. and then I rewatched it and thought about it some more, and I I think I it might be my favorite out of the last three movies. Mm-hmm. Now that I've really have thought about it, even though it does have its flaws, yeah, I just like it was. It just felt finally something fresh and new. Hundred percent agree with you. I 
loved The Last Jedi. Um, and I didn't understand. Actually, no, I, that's wrong. I, I did understand a lot of the, the hatred for it. But again, like I said at the top, I hating this to a certain level is just weird. Um, but I, I thought it was fantastic. I thought it was different. I thought it was visually interesting and a, and a departure in a good way from things that we'd gotten used to with other Star Wars movies. That opening bombing scene was incredible. Absolutely. There's so many things. And I agree with you on some of the slow parts. Uh, Canto Bite, the, the whole gambling thing was kind of weird. Um, although I'm 100% on the light speed to cut through a, a, the, the ship. I thought that was just, I mean, like you said, in the moment in the theater, it's a great moment too with the silence and all that kind of thing. Um, I found it really interesting how much uh, Mark Hamill talked about his dislike for the portrayal in this in this movie. I'm really, really, really glad that he still did it, even though he thought it was a complete departure from where he was supposed to be as a character. Mm-hmm. Uh, and he has the right to think whatever he wants about Luke Skywalker. How'd you where, like the Force Ghost twist at the end? Uh, fan. Um, I just I I think that I think that all of Last Jedi uh, was was where it needed to be. Uh, and I'm, I'm a big fan. And again, with Rise of Skywalker, uh, I liked it a lot too. The, I liked kind of what you're saying there. I liked parts more than the whole. Um, and I, I was frustrated that once it became clear, oh, they're just, they're just retconning here. They're, they're mm-hmm. completely disregarding most of the things that I really liked about. Like when I, when I got out of eight, I had the exact feeling of what you're supposed to get and, and what Disney wants you to get is, God, I can't wait for nine. Like this, I, I don't know what's going to happen. I don't know who she is. There is, I have no clue. And we'll talk about this on the other side of the bracket too, especially coming out of Force Awakens, which was a remake of A New Hope. Mm-hmm. And I was I was not prepared for what it was going to be coming out of eight. I was so excited for what nine could, could be. Um, and there are moments of nine that I just, I love. Yep. I, I think they're, I mean, the whole bit with the, you know, be with me with the Jedi and that kind of thing and hearing their voices. Although, you know, there's there's reports out there they actually shot that with Qui-Gon Jinn and Hayden Christensen and all those, like, actually showing up in Force Ghost behind her. I would have levitated out of my seat if that would have happened, and they actually got to see that that scene. Um, but to me, the 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 parts were greater than the whole of, yeah. of Rise of Skywalker. And, I, I mean, I could go in deep on what I hated about Rise of Skywalker. Sure. Just briefly, I didn't really love Han coming back as a Force ghost. Um, I love... And I see, I, he's not a Force... I, I disagree. He's not a Force ghost. I think he's just a memory. Okay. And I and I absolutely cried whenever he's like, hey, kid. I, uh, I absolutely was like, oh, man. There's I Han. wanted a little bit more... I thought that they could have done more with Kylo Ren battling the Knights of Ren at the end. Oh, 100%. It felt a little brief, a little short. It could have been the throne scene again. It could have been like... Oh, the I, whole the yeah. whole ending taking down Palpatine was felt rushed. Yep. It felt, what are we going to do here? Like, we've gotten... Yeah. We've we've built this movie on on twigs here. Mm-hmm. How are we going to end this thing? Yeah. And, like, I was... Even the her reflecting force lightning on him to take him out, I'm like, we've already done this. Yeah. They, like... If, if you're telling me that the most powerful evil force in the galaxy still has not figured out that, hey, when they reflect the lightning on your face, turn it off and try something else. Yeah. Because it's the same thing Mace Windu did to him. I was like, I, this this is frustrating. This is where we got yeah. to. The, the ending did not fill out what I needed to be. Like you said, out on a lot of that movie, but in on several scenes yeah. that I thought were awesome. Could have been so, great. Could yes. have been great. Agreed. Okay, let's jump over to the other side because okay. we've talked about two matchups and we're like 20 minutes into this yeah, I'm already. Sorry. So we'll That's speed my it fault. up. Uh, seven, Return of the Jedi versus 10, Attack of the Clones. 
Um, I don't think we need to spend a lot of time on this one because nope. I was shocked that one of the original three was this low as a seven seed out of 12. Agreed. Um, give me, knowing that Return of the Jedi is advancing, and we'll talk more about that in the next matchup, yeah. just kind of give me a send-off for what you liked or what you didn't like in a minute about Attack of the Clones. I, like I said earlier, anything with Yoda with a lightsaber, I am 125% here for. And so the fight with him and Dooku, and yes, it's all computer, and it's tw- I, I don't care. I mean, this is this guy that we're supposed to understand is the, the great all, all-time Jedi, and he pulls a, a lightsaber with the Force from the side of his belt. I was 100% here for it. So that fight, um, I think... Natalie Portman is a phenomenal actress. She's an Oscar-winning actress, and I think she's one of the few in the whole prequel trilogy that does anything with what she's got, and she's got very little to work with, um, although we'll talk about Force Awakens. Qui-Gon Jinn is, is great, too, uh, Liam Neeson. But, um, yeah, for the most part, and again, it's just it's my hatred of Hayden Christensen's portrayal. Yeah. I, I just didn't understand why they directed him to be such an absolute brat through all of it, and I, I couldn't get past that. The... Uh just in general with the prequels, I think one thing, you know, as a, a cat, I call myself a much more casual Star Wars fan. Definitely sure. more casual than you. Mm-hmm. A little bit more mainstream. I'm going to see in the theaters, rewatch every now and then. But yeah. I'm not going deep on really anything. I'm not watching the animated movies, stuff like that. Yeah. Um, just a little bit too much in going into the politics of the Star Wars world rather than focusing on what's fun, which is the Force, Jedi, Sith. Space battles. Battles. Yeah. Uh-huh. Um, Agreed. And even though it's in the name, Attack of the Clones, there's a lot of politics that go on in this movie that just slows it down. Yep. Um, okay, so Return of the Jedi, don't need to spend too much time there. Yep. Um, no real upsets at all so far. Uh, I'll chalk. So Rogue One versus Phantom Menace. Um, I don't think we need to spend much time here, even though you said you weren't a huge fan of the standalones versus anything that happens in the Skywalker universe. Phantom Menace is by far, to me, should have been the 12th seed, the worst movie out of all of these. Maybe Solo's up there. It's just so that movie is so 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 slow. I As can't do it. A, a, like I said, I I will always pick, except except for right now. I shouldn't say always because I'm going Rogue One too. Uh, I although I love again lightsaber battles. Darth Maul phenomenal, and I am all about Darth Maul and the double bladed lightsaber and geeked out like everybody else and did. And John came Williams in. music in the background. Yeah, Duel of Fates is just like let's play that whenever we're doing anything. Like put that over Can, anything. And just 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 real quick. Yeah. Is the John Williams track Duel of Fates the best thing that came out of the prequels? It really might be. It's easily top five without even without even really thinking about it. It's a yeah. top five. And then if I really think about it, probably it, it could could well be. As I mentioned earlier, though, um, Liam Neeson as Qui-Gon Jinn is one of the few redeeming things out of this movie, definitely, and out of the entire trilogy, uh, prequel trilogy. Um, I was it's effective how they killed him and why they killed him and all it it, it makes complete sense spoiler alert yeah <laughs> wow if we're there and we're just now wow. saying spoiler alert 2003 man yeah uh-huh. um but he's fantastic and i i would have i wish we could have seen more of him in the prequel trilogies i was really happy we heard his voice in rise of skywalker that kind of thing that's why i would have geeked out if he was standing behind her in force ghost form uh so that and the the lightsaber fight with with darth maul pretty great by the way, 1999, not 2003. I just threw out a date. Yeah, I knew it because I was still in high school, so I knew yeah. it was close. <clears throat> yeah, well, I, I was not in high school, old man. Um, okay, we'll talk more about Rogue One in the next matchup because okay. that one for me is going to be really, really interesting. I know which way you're going to lean, mm-hmm. and so I think that'll be a good argument. Let's. Um, so real quick, our top eight seeds all have advanced. Yep. So we have Empire Strikes Back versus Revenge of the Sith. We have A New Hope versus The Last Jedi. We have Mandalorian versus Return of the Jedi, and The Force Awakens versus Rogue One. Yeah. So we'll jump up to our one seed. 
Um, again, don't need to spend a lot of time here. No. We're going to go deep, I think, on Empire Strikes Back as we go deeper into this podcast. We've talked a good bit bit about Revenge of the Sith and yeah. why that advanced in the first round. Yeah. But this is not a contest. No, no, no contest at all. This is a blowout. Empire is absolutely going to move on. This is kind of like if you watch the Last Dance documentary, this is that Michael Jordan Chicago Bulls performance where they beat the Jazz by like 50 in a playoff. It's game. exactly right. That's yes. that's what that is. Um, it, what's funny is that, you know, we're in the Elite Eight, but even out of anything in the bracket, which maybe the one seed should be this way, mm -hmm. that's out of all of these, that's the biggest gap, yep. I think. Um, all right. A New Hope versus The Last Jedi. This is our four seed versus our five seed. Um, so you're going with what started this all off and nostalgia of the original movies. Yeah. Um, versus what was probably the best film in with the new technology yeah. and the movies that came out yeah. all post-2015. Um, I, I think there could be an argument made for Last Jedi, but I we people may come burn down houses if we um, choose a new movie over an old movie. I'm about to make the argument for Last Jedi. Let's do it. Last Jedi is in my final four. Oh, I love it. So, um, and I had an argument with a coworker of mine uh, who's another big Star Wars fan because I told him I was coming to do this today, and he was like, "What are you? What are you talking about that you picked?" Because <laughs> I've read in the bracket, and I said. I, I, he, he was like, how can you pick, how do you think Last Jedi is a better movie, all that kind of thing? And I said, listen, it's just like it's just like the tournament. It's the bracket. you got to play the bracket. Yeah. And I th I would not pick necessarily Last Jedi over either of the other two originals. Um, and we'll talk more about those as we move forward. I will pick it over New Hope. All right, let's hear it. Um, <clears throat> I love A New Hope. Uh, anyone who loves Star Wars loves so much about A New Hope. But as I said, I'm here for lightsaber fights. I'm here for a little bit more drama, a little bit less space stuff, a little bit more one-on-one -on -one kind of situations. The big moments in A New Hope are not that face-to-face -face confrontation necessarily. It's big picture. It's exposition. Absolutely right. Teaching you what when, Star Wars because, is. Because, I mean, when they made this movie, that's all they thought they were going to get to make. Mm -hmm. We're going to make one. We got to get it all in here. And it's if you consider what their task was, it's phenomenal filmmaking to be able to tell that much story and have that much care about characters over two hours and 20 minutes when you're not used to this and it's a, it's a whole new genre, basically, that kind of thing. It's incredible. But the only eye-to-eye -eye moment really in that movie is Obi-Wan and Vader at, at their face-off. their face off. That's that's the only deep confrontation because Vader's and Luke's are is way across the way or in – uh, X-Wings and, and uh, TIE Fighters. It's, there's no real uh, matchup between the, the, the two of them there yet. Um, so I will... It, it's I couldn't believe when I filled out the bracket that I'm going to take Last Jedi over A New Hope. Um, but I think, just for some of the reasons we talked about earlier, the differences in filmmaking, the way that it is maybe the most unique film on this entire list, I think, um, deserves recognition. And that's un that's almost unfair to A New Hope because it started the whole thing. There is no any of the rest of them without A New Hope. I'm aware of that, and I know the sacrilege that I'm suggesting here. And I'm happy for you to outvote me here if you think A New Hope moves on. But as I did this this bracket, I I put Last Jedi ahead of New Hope. Grab the pitchforks and the torches <laughs> because someone's going to come burn the studio down. Yeah. Because mm -hmm. I agree. Whoa! Um, yeah. Whoa! I agree. So, Look at that. And and here's what I'll say: is a lot of A New Hope is slow. Um, Absolutely. Sure it is. Mm -hmm. I think of Force Awakens, which we'll talk about, is basically a remake of A New Hope with more action and a little bit faster. Mm -hmm. um, look, 
there's something to be said about introducing all these characters and characters that we love that we will see throughout this entire series yeah. and saga. But, you know, if I go like, what's my favorite scene in each of these movies, I'm probably looking at the, you know, the, the X-Wing TIE fighter fight where the Death Star blows up at yeah. the end yeah. versus the throne room battle in Last Jedi and maybe even the battle on the salt planet right after that, that I just think are better scenes, more rewatchable scenes that are more fun. Like you said, taking more chances in the cinematography that you got with Last Jedi and obviously A New Hope's playing on a different playing field in a different decade. And uh, I'll use the same argument in, to that point too that I that I talk about with people who are, oh, I'm not a Star Wars fan. Like when we talk about it, I've never seen any Star Wars. Um, and I try to, to tell people, I think this can be said for a lot of movies, maybe all movies, but maybe Star Wars at the top of the list. I think it is so important the moment in your life where you see these movies mm -hmm. for the first time. There's a total difference between seeing New Hope for the first time when you're six and seeing it when you're 20. There's, you just, it's a massive, massive difference in how you're going to receive this movie visually. I brushed the mic, sorry. All of it. So um, that being said, I think that if I'd seen New Hope at the same age I saw Last Jedi, this might be a different conversation, maybe even more one-sided potentially. Um, but my my love for New Hope comes from six-year-old me. Um, as I watch it now as as a grown man, I, I prefer The Last Jedi as a movie to sit and watch as a one-off. I'm going to pick The Last Jedi as a full movie and maybe scenes from A New Hope. Yeah. And like, I feel like if you're seeing something kind of in that perfect range of like 12 to 15, 20 years yeah. old, you'll have a lot more favorites because you can understand, 100%. you're old enough to understand it and everything. And that's like right in the peak of like, how much you love sports, how much you love entertainment, yeah. and you have time to really focus on those things. And that's why I saw Phantom Menace when I'm 13, and it's my favorite movie on this list, so I'm kind of shocked that Rogue One beat it. No, I'm kidding. Um, <laughs> like, what happened? Yeah, Last Jedi. I can't believe we're both putting this. I know. That's, that's this, a shocker. Yeah, people are going to hate us. That's also, a bracket I hate, buster. I hate agreeing with you, but uh, both of us know that whichever movie came out of this wasn't winning in the next round, so it's not like we're losing a champion out of this matchup. Mm -hmm. Um I, I love A New Hope, but I just think The Last Jedi is a little bit more fun. It's a little bit more nimble, and it definitely takes some chances. And I, I like things that take a chance, which, you know, now we're going to be talking about a matchup that definitely taking a chance because we're talking about a TV show versus one of the original movies. This is probably the most interesting matchup just because it's two very different things. We yeah. have the two-seed Mandalorian versus the seven-seed Return of the Jedi. Um, my wife, Katie, her favorite movie out of all of these is Return of the Jedi, so mm -hmm. she may murder me. But my argument for Mandalorian would be um, how much fun I had watching it. And the, the first three episodes and the last two or three episodes, um, could if those were standalone movies, if you had from when they introduced the Mandalorian yeah. through when he goes and he, spoiler alert, gets Baby Yoda, yep. brings Baby Yoda back, but then decides... I'm going to break Baby Yoda out and run away. Yep. That is a movie. And then the ending where they're basically trying to go do the drop-off and then escape it hits again. The, it hits Baby the fan. Yeah. yeah. If those were two movies and you just took those as two movies and put those in here, then I, I think they could compete. I think they were excellent storytelling. I really liked the character surrounding Mandalorian because you don't get a ton out of the Mandalorian. Sure. He doesn't talk a lot. He's got a mask the whole time. Um, Baby Yoda, the biggest phenomena in Star Wars since the original trilogy, I, I would say, fair. even more fair. so than the late trilogy. Yeah. Um, so convince me why Return of the Jedi, one of the older movies, deserves to beat Mandalorian. Uh, 
Return of the Jedi is my favorite film of the original trilogy also. Okay. Um, <clears throat> and that's not going to convince you because you don't care what my favorite movie is. I don't. Um, but I think, I think there were, to your point about The Mandalorian, about there definitely being stronger points than, than others, I think its weak points are really weak. And I think they're borderline boring. Um, and they, for different reasons than the boring parts we mentioned of both Phantom Menace and Attack of the Clones. Um, but they're just, they're just slow. Uh, and it felt in those moments more so than the moments you're talking, because I agree with you on the beginning and ending, um, the high points of this show, I'm like, man, this is really good. The first couple episodes of, of Mandalorian, when, they, when I watched them, I was like, man, this is incredible. I can't believe what all they're doing here. And then by about the third or fourth episode, I was like, mm. and the reason I felt that way, and this is from someone who has young children and can quote and sing most of the Disney movies, it feels Disney-fied in parts of it, mm -hmm. in the way that people use that, that term nastily about the movies. Which sing-along did you like best? Uh, well, <laughs> I mean, I'll watch Lion King. I, Lion King's a top five all-time movie for me. Um, the, the, the parts that, that I did not care for, I, the more I thought about preparing for this, is because it felt like Disney trying to make a Star Wars episode, movie, television event, anything like that. And it, it just felt a little like you're watching something in the wrong color that it's supposed to be. Um, and it, it, it felt odd as I watched it. It felt episodic in not good ways for that. Like, I'm kind of, I know what's going to happen here. And here's this woman that he's bringing into this new character. And, oh, there's Baby Yoda sipping tea. And, like, it, it just, it, it felt um, more Disney-fied than, than that. Return of the Jedi uh, is, and I shouldn't say Disney-fied when we're talking about a movie with Ewoks in it. Um, but I love the Ewoks, to be clear. <laughs> You talk about at the beginning of this, which which episodes and how big a fan you are. Like I grew up watching. There's two movies that are like Ewok based that are side films from this that were made when I was a kid. I loved those movies when I was a kid. Um, but the maybe my most rewatchable scene in all of Star Wars is Luke and Vader in the throne room at the end of Jedi when he cuts off his hand and the Emperor says, "Take your father's place at my side," and he throws his saber away and says. I'm a Jedi, like my father before me. You failed. And that's like, if I'm in the right mood when that movie comes and I put that movie on or my kids want to watch it or that kind of thing and we get to that scene, I will absolutely have a tear running down my face as he says it. That is the maybe the best, most important scene in all of Star Wars. It's that's this fulcrum moment of, is he going to or not? Holy crap, he could. Nope. I'll also say this about Return of the Jedi, that the opening 30 minutes is awesome yeah like the whole jabba and absolutely. having luke having to battle the monster absolutely and then walking the plank and then new jumping back up with the new, new lightsaber, lightsaber then, i mean it's <laughs> it's awesome yeah um and let's i mean and i know it's it happens on indoor with the yogs that kind of thing the speeder battle through the forest with the with the stormtroopers is nuts like yeah. i would have been bowled over in the early 80s if I'd seen that in the theaters. Like, there's a... <laughs> if you ever go to, like, Dave & Buster's or anything like that, they have a Star Wars arcade game that you, you get in, mm -hmm. and that's always the scene that I pick to play is oh, going yeah. through the forest on that speeder. I just... There are absolutely parts of, of Return of the Jedi that are weaker than the others, 100%. I, you know, you can say what you want about the Ewoks and all that kind of stuff. I get it. Yoda's death scene, spoiler alert again. Um, there's another Skywalker. All, all that. There's, there's so many holy crap moments in Return of the Jedi. Yeah. It's not as great filmmaking maybe as the other two, but it's my, it's my favorite to sit and watch. Yeah. I, I think there's large chunks of Return of the Jedi that 
slow down a little bit too much no, for, you're me, right. okay. for, for this to be an eventual champion and mm-hmm. maybe not even make it out of the final four. That'll be interesting. But I think it is enough, some of those holy crap moments you talk about yeah. and just kind of what it meant, um, the, the the ending that you're talking about yeah. where you know Vader finally chooses the light. Yeah. Um, Mando's awesome, and I can't wait to see where it goes. 100%. But I, I agree with you with some of that Disneyfying that it feels like, especially in some of those middle episodes yeah. where it's like, and it's a little too episodic. Like, all right. Yes, just, absolutely. Why, why did we do this? this? This episode felt kind of worthless. It's a little bit too much like a TV show at times, and guess what? It is a TV show. Yeah. Um, so we'll go Return of the Jedi. I think most people will agree with that, even though, I mean, heck, Baby Yoda's a lot of fun. Yes, he is. Uh, if we do the character episode eventually, Baby Yoda will make a deep run. Um, okay. <laughs> Without so, a line uttered, which is pretty great. This is, uh, this is a tough one. Three versus six, The Force Awakens versus Rogue One. I know where you're going to go with this, and... I'm going to go ahead and start my rebuttal already. Okay. Um, Force Awakens, although a better version of A New Hope, felt like a little bit of a remake of A New Hope and didn't feel original enough for me. Mm-hmm. Um, also, some of that Disneyfying that you just talked about, that you get that feel in Mandalorian, yep. I felt like some of that with some of the character stories happening in Force Awakens where, you know, these cheesy moments, you know, talking about, you know, the I didn't believe in the force. Oh, I believe in the force. And I know that's probably a moment that you absolutely love. <laughs> um, I just, it it felt stuck in the past a little bit. And okay. I say this as I saw that movie in theaters four to five times. I was so happy to have Star Wars back and what felt like good Star Wars. And it yes. is good Star Wars. This is still a top five or six on this list. Yeah. Um, to me, Rogue One, kind of like what we talked about with Last Jedi, it felt different. It felt like it was taking a chance. And I know it's part of the main story. And mm-hmm. it's, you know, this is from the scroll in the original A New Hope. Yep. When they're talking about stealing the plans for the Death Star, actually being able to see that and feeling like I was watching Save It Private Ryan in the Star Wars universe. Yep. It was darker than anything else that we've watched and maybe up there with some of the Mandalorian stuff that we see. Yep. And it was it was so much fun watching that, even though it takes a dark turn at the end. But mm-hmm. you you know where it's going at the end. Maybe you don't know that everyone dies. Yeah. Spoiler alert. Yeah. Um, but it felt fresh. It felt fun. And out of everything on this list, maybe, mm-hmm. had maybe one of the most fun scenes ever seen Darth Vader kick some ass. Phenomenal. Give, um, me, for, give me your argument for Force Awakens. Uh, it's not a strong one. I'm, I'm really, I would be, as a fan, comfortable with, Either this this is to me is the weakest section of the bracket. The weakest the weakest corner of the bracket is, is this part. Um, I'm I would be okay with either one going. Rogue One to me was interesting because Rogue One felt like maybe more casual fans like you identify yourself to be liked it more than more diehard people. Um, and I think for some a point you just mentioned, maybe not all the casual fans do realize they're all going to die. And that was part of it for me is what none of these people are going to make it. Like I, I could not invest myself, and I, I'll go back and say I liked Rogue One more on on secondary watches. I, I've enjoyed it more the, if I've watched it again. Um, but I just, I was like, I don't care. They're not gonna make it. He's not gonna make it. Like, and they've already announced that they're gonna do like a series of Cassian Andor, the guy that's in that movie with her. And I'm like, okay, so what? You know, like I, I, I don't. I, I was never able to get fully invested in them as characters because I know their fate. And as I said at the very top of this, this is the least force sensitive movie. Along along with Solo, but it's for obvious reasons. Um, actually, I should say a little bit more because at least this one has a Force user in it. Solo doesn't even have that. But yeah. the, the joke that I had about this with another friend of mine that's a big Star Wars fan is after this movie came out, he was like, give me the name of any character in this movie. It's fair. And I was like, um, 
Darth Vader. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and I mean, and now that I can, I can say the thing. I just said Cassian Andor a minute ago. I know her name is Jen Orso, but all the rest of their entourage, I have no clue what their name is. And I'm a big Star Wars fan. Yeah, I have no clue what their name is. Um, so I just I couldn't get there on on that one. So and Force Awakens to me, I I hear you on the Disney fide, but. As the first bit of Disneyfication of these new ones, it was not as obvious. It is on on, on rewatches, mm-hmm. but the first time it was like, man, this is awesome. Like, yes, give me uh, stormtroopers with the big able to fight with lightsabers and that kind of thing against a guy with a lightsaber, and give me Harrison Ford and Chewie and all that kind of stuff. Let's let's go. Yeah. Even as I'm watching it, I know what I'm watching. I'm watching a remake of A New Hope. Uh, I was I was here for it. So I would pick Force Awakens, but I understand the Rogue One pick. And I will say this, you know, I say darker feeling more like war. Like that first scene in Force Awakens is dark. I mean, you've yes. got a stormtrooper with blood on its helmet, like Absolutely. getting after one gets shot down. No, like, it's, a, it's a great, the pace of, of Force Awakens, maybe of of any of the Star Wars 9 moves so much faster. And I think that was something they were aware of, really aware of is like one of the criticisms of other Star Wars movies is, man, they start off kind of slow. We're mm-hmm. not doing that with this one. I mean, it, it hits the ground running big time. You meet Kylo Ren really quickly, which felt like Darth Vader when you met Darth Vader very quickly in the right. first one. For for what it did, it really gets going. I like the way they introduced practically every character. I like how long we were alone with Rey for a long time because to, mm-hmm. to establish who she is and she's a very lonely person. I just, I liked... All the parts of it, I liked the reveal at the end that she's the one that's going to be using the Force, not Finn, because they held their cards pretty tightly getting ready for that movie. Every, all their promotional yeah. stuff was, look, we have an African-American. Yeah, they're going to have a, a minority as a Jedi. No, it's it's a different minority. It's the woman that we're going to have be our heroine. And he's doing something completely different. Um, so that reveal was really great, too. I like Kylo Ren. Uh, I would pick Force Awakens, but um, I'm, I'm ready for you to pick Rogue One if you do. Yeah, I, this might be the tightest matchup, honestly. Um, I'm actually kind of shocked that I'm picking Rogue One over Force Awakens. When I went into this, I was like, man, I saw Force Awakens the most in the theater. Yeah. Like, immediately. I think I was just really happy to have Star Wars back in my life. And it does flow really fast. I do feel like at sometimes it feels like it was made to be a video game because it's just like like the scenes are kind scene of broken scene up. Scene. Yeah, 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 uh-huh. yeah. It's like, all right, we're introducing Han. Oh, no, now Han's in trouble. Like, yep. you know, it's just kind of like that. Um, the strongest part of the last three movies is the kylo ray relationship yeah. um i thought that was one of the strongest parts of rise of skywalker mm-hmm. um and we kind of introduce that a little bit here but they don't really have much interaction at all until that final battle in the trees yeah um and then they take it to a whole other level in less jedi that we'll exactly that too and, and we'll then, talk about yeah. that mm-hmm. um i think rogue one just because of kind of the chance they took to we're making a war movie in yeah. space yeah and it looks fantastic. Um, yep. Even if you if you take away the caring about not caring about what happens, it looks excellent. It looks different than other Star Wars because there's so much on the ground and so much fighting happening on the ground. And I'm a hundred percent with you on Darth Vader at the end, going, "Oh man, <laughs> like, so awesome." People are so bad. Like, we, 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 he shouldn't be doing this. I'm like, "What do you mean? He's the baddest yeah. guy in the galaxy." People yes, he clapped. should be. Yes. People clapped in the theater. Oh, I like, was so oh. excited over the moon for that because you. I mean, even though you get to see Darth Vader be like pretty awesome yeah. at times in the original three. You don't see him to that Nothing level. near that. They're like, we need to flex that this guy was like the best. I don't even hate the Leia at the end. Like people yeah. were mad about no, using the CGI. It, I liked it. I liked it too. Um, okay, let's go to... So we're in our final four. Yep. We have uh, a couple of upsets because we have our five seed, our seven seed, and our six seed. So our two seed, three seed, and four seed are all out. Wow. So we have Empire Strikes Back, our one seed, versus our five seed, The Last Jedi. Our seven seed, Return of the Jedi, versus our six seed, Rogue One. Um, I think I know how this is going to go. Yep. Um, 
which is fine because we've already talked for a long time. So let's go Empire Strikes Back versus The Last Jedi. This is the strongest movie, in my opinion, from mm. the latest trilogy to the strongest movie in the original trilogy yeah. and probably the strongest movie on this list. It is the one seed. Um, we haven't really talked at all about Empire. Yeah. I'm happy to wait to the championship if you want to. Yeah, we've talked a lot about Last Jedi. <laughs> yeah. Um, as much as... We like, love it. As much as... It was a shock that Last Jedi beat New Hope to me. Mm -hmm. I think it's a pretty handily defeated situation against Empire. And I, I love yeah. Last Jedi, but it, it's it's Empire Strikes Back. It's I mean, not quite Empire versus Sith level of beatdown. Right. But this this it was maybe this was close at halftime, and then a team pulled away and won yeah. by twenty. Yeah, I'm with you on that. Um, yeah, Empire Strikes Back is uh, it's just a better movie. I like that they're both positioned in the middle of their trilogies. Yeah. Um, I I think there's a lot of parallels there yep. as far as. You know, we're not quite coming to a conclusion. We know what's coming. Something's coming down the line. Yeah. Um, it's, you know, when you talk about the Batman trilogy, Christopher yeah. Nolan, probably the strongest movie was the middle one. Not Dark probably. Dark Knight is yes. phenomenal. And just since we're saying goodbye to Last Jedi, you mentioned it earlier. I'm so, so sad that all we got of the kid at the end of The Last Jedi holding up the, the broom was that scene. Like, that's one of the reasons I was most excited for episode mm -hmm. nine is what is about to happen with Force users all over the galaxy. And we're going to get to see a whole new standing up of of kids and nobodies and that kind of thing uh and I, i'm not even saying that like politically minded i just was excited for what does this mean um and so i i was i was sad that that did not happen so as we say goodbye to last jet i had to give a nod to that scene too i i love that yeah and i uh it sounds like ryan johnson at this moment when we're recording this is still talking to lucasfilm about creating maybe more movies and i think that's kind of the way he was trying to lead this that like this is a much bigger thing than just the people you know. Yeah. Like the forces around everyone. Galaxy's a big place. Yeah. So I, I'd, be, I'd be in on that. So we'll we'll see where that goes. The clear winner for Empire, our mm -hmm. one seed advances. Um, I also feel like Rogue One made a great run here. Yep. But our seven seed Return of the Jedi versus our six seed Rogue One. You could say this is Rogue One's the favorite because of its seeding. I think most people will disagree with that. Yeah. Um, I don't think we, need, we spend a lot of time talking about both of these movies as well. The reasoning I would pick Return of the Jedi over Rogue One is that ultimately the saga is about the Star Wars, uh, yeah. is about the Skywalker the family. Yeah. And um, you have a great conclusion to that, like you said, in Death Star 2.0. Yeah. Um, with Darth ultimately picking to go back to the light. Yeah. Um, even though I'm not a huge fan of the Ewoks, um, I think the start of that movie mm -hmm. and the end of that movie. And the middle part where you say goodbye to Yoda yeah. is is strong enough to carry it past Rogue One overall. Um, you know, it's pretty crazy that we're, unless you have some some thoughts here about Rogue One, maybe jumping over Return of the Jedi on this one? No I shot. I don't think so. No shot. <laughs> um, so our championship comes down to Episode 5 and Episode 6, Empire Strikes Back versus Return of the Jedi. I think a lot of people would probably end up with this matchup. Uh -huh. Is it a championship or a coronation? It's a coronation. Yeah. Right? Yes. I, we have we've not talked about our one seed at all. At all. This I mean this this only happens like in the actual tournament, the actual bracket when the one seed is like undefeated coming into they okay, we'll talk about it when we get to round 3 or 4. That, that's that, there's no reason to talk about them so, at that Okay, point. so give me you, Return of the Jedi is your favorite movie to, to watch. To watch, yes. Mm -hmm. So why would you choose Empire Strikes Back over your favorite movie? Because it's just a better movie. It's a it's a better movie. It's got um, better themes in it. It is 
more it's 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 better made it's it's just in all in all ways i return of the jedi means a lot to me emotionally mm-hmm. as a movie person it's empire without really even breaking a sweat um the the ability to spread their characters as far away as they did and we're going to put luke off by himself and put a puppet with him and this is that's bananas what do you mean we're going to you know the 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 risk they took in that movie um to set up other things, to to go for stuff, um, the darkness they went with it, that kind of thing. Uh, it, it just, I mean, the whole scene on Hoth looks unlike anything you've ever seen. We're going to have an ice planet. What? You know, just the, the creativity to come up with that and then have basically a whiteout on screen for the first half hour of the movie. You're going to have an um, ice planet. How about let's, we're going to have an entire planet that takes place in the clouds. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, it's just the, 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 the visual parts that they do with this filmmaking. And then that's, that's not even, we've, we have made it this far in the podcast and we've gotten to this point without talking about literally the greatest plot twist in the history of movie making. I mean. And one of the most famous lines ever. Ever. You, there are people that have never seen any of these movies and think they're stupid that have said these words before. So I have you said this to your children? I've done like <laughs> TikToks with it with my children. <laughs> um, no, not even TikTok because I don't have TikTok. I did Dub Smash before there yeah. was TikTok. Oh I've yeah, done, I've done Dub Smashes about this with my there you children. Go. Um, I've got a twelve week old and I've already done it. So, perfect. Yes, perfect. Uh, so as as much as. Uh, I, I love, love, love Jedi. The scene, like the scene where Luke jumps up and says no when he says perhaps she will. And he jumps up and comes at him with the saber and the music starts and the chanting and all that kind of stuff. I'm in my feelings during that moment. But this is the better movie. Empire is just the, the, the better movie. So when you're comparing the two and you're just kind of looking at the timeline of their movies. Yeah. Um, love the Jabba stuff on the desert planet yeah. and, and walking the plank and all that stuff. I think Hoth barely edges that. I think they're both really, really, really good. Mm-hmm. But I think the Hoth battle is iconic yeah. and is incredible. I think the middle parts with Yoda and kind of everyone separating there um, and, you know, uh, Han and Leia, you know, kind of stuck in the middle of the movie. Yeah. Um, I think that's a little bit better in Empire than the slowdown that you get in Return of the Jedi. Again, not a huge Ewok guy. Yeah. Um, and then the latter part of the movie even though the the ending is much stronger and is the strongest ending to any of the three trilogies yeah. in Return of the Jedi, I don't think everything that happens in Cloud City is is you can't beat that. As Agreed. far as the the twist of we're literally going to freeze one of the main characters and like he, you don't know if he's gonna and die. we don't know what's gonna happen here. Yeah, the ad lib of the line, I know. Uh huh. I, I was just about to say, you know, we talked about I'm your father. This is probably the most quotable of all the movies, too. Because yep. 90% of what Yoda says, do or do not, there is no try, that is why you fail, all that kind of stuff is looking, found someone you have. You know, all, all this kind of stuff, the I know, this is probably the more quotable of, of all the movies, potentially. Um, that's that's adds to it as just a pop culture yeah. thing of, like, which movie do you quote the most? It's probably Empire. And just the, like, the coy nature of, like, Darth Vader's dialogue as he's like, Luke, oh, you've learned some stuff. Yeah. Like, and, and the, as much as we hated Hayden Christensen's portrayal oh, of Anakin on The Whining, I think Luke, although maybe there's some fans that don't quite like how he portrayed it there with his battle with Darth, I think his... How upset he was and his emotions in in 
you could see it through his strikes with the lightsaber, like his angry emotions. He's sweaty when yeah. he does this fight. There's not another sweaty lightsaber fight until you do the the way too over choreographed Hayden Christensen and, and uh, Obi Wan Kenobi. Uh, like yeah. as big a moment as that was, it's way too over choreographed. They put way too much kung fu into it, honestly, yeah. for lack of a better term. Um, this one feels like a fight, and you feel this is when you feel until Rogue One. This is when you feel the most strength from Darth, as far as yeah. in that battle where he's just literally ripping pieces of the spaceship and just throwing it at him, absolutely, while hitting him with the lightsaber. And the, I mean, you get a scream from Darth Vader in this one when he, before he gets his hand before Luke gets his hand cut off and he hits his shoulder. He screams at him, then he's like, "You know what? I'm coming at you." And there's just this rage from Vader, even though he knows who he is already. Yeah, like I already know who you are. We don't. But I already know who you are. I'm going to cut your freaking hand off. Like that's yeah. that's how mad I am at this moment. Um, that is the that is peak Vader, and Vader obviously being number one or at least top three of all time Star Wars characters. That's him at his most Vaderous. Is this is this movie? Uh, there's just there's there's no argument. Somebody it was trending on uh, Twitter a couple of weeks ago. Somebody said uh, it was like name three flawless movies or whatever, and I put Empire in it. I, I think yeah. it's basically a flawless movie. It's uh. And when you're talking about like good cliffhangers, yeah. when you know another movie's coming, yeah. it's a good cliffhanger. We don't know what's going on with Han. Yeah. Um, the only other one on this list that really even gets close to that is probably from Force Awakens to The Last Jedi, just because you don't know. I mean, she's there handing the lightsaber to Luke, but you don't know how what, that's going to play gonna react, out. Sure. But mm -hmm. it's still not like one of our characters might be dead. We don't know. Yeah. And a character that everyone loved. Yeah. Um, yeah. So it's, uh, I think. Probably everyone turns on this podcast and assumes that's what's going to happen. Um, I, I don't know if everyone family, assumed. Though. Yeah, I don't know if everyone assumed that Return of the Jedi or Rogue One and Last Jedi were going to be the final four with Empire. Um, we'll probably get you might get some hate. You might get some hate mail in your uh, Action Forty One oh, inbox. Oh man, on man that. I, gosh, I hope I get hate mail. That'd be fantastic. <laughs> Send me Star Wars hate mail about why I picked Last Jedi over New Hope, and that would make my day. It really would. <laughs> awesome. Um, well, this was a lot of fun. I'm sure we'll find another topic to talk about sometime, uh, whether it's uh, something deeper in the Star Wars universe or something completely different and mundane. Who knows? Maybe you and I will talk about numbers one day. I don't know. I can do Batman movies too if you want Ooh, to. If we, Batman if we, I mean, there, there are obviously many. So I we mean, could clearly, clearly Val. Kilmer was the mm -hmm. best Batman. Well, we haven't talked about Batfleck yet, so let's <laughs> let's let's slow down your role there, pal. <laughs> All right, Taylor, we appreciate you coming on. You bet. Thanks for the invite. All right, until next time.